On the line with me is Jan Cook. She's a conservative grassroots activist, and she's with Get Her Done Right Colorado on Facebook. And Jan Cook, welcome. How are you? Well, I'm well. Um, I didn't have to venture out like you did in this uh, snowy day, but hopefully the roads weren't too bad for you, Kim. <laughs> well, uh, they were interesting, and the traffic lights were really interesting today, too. <laughs> I, I walked in, I, I'm like, this is going to be a Monday, the way this this whole morning started, but I got here, and, and, we, and you made the right call to, to uh, join me by phone, that's for sure. Yes, thank you. Uh, you uh, are really watching what's going on down at the state legislature, and there's a bunch of bad stuff going on. Yeah, a lot uh, of overreach. Yeah. A lot of overreach. And, um, but wanted to talk about, if we, uh, hopefully we'll get to both of them, but this Senate Bill 19235, yeah. and once again for everybody, a Senate, if, it, if it originates in the House, it's a Senate bill, and SB, if it, or excuse me, if it originates in the Senate, it is an SB. If it originates mm-hmm. in the House, it's an HB. Then yes. it has the year, and then right. it has the number. So this is uh, Senate Bill 19235. 235. And before I um, launch into that, I just want people to know that I'm just a citizen like um, the rest of the folks that are out there, but I'm, I'm taking more of an active role and really researching um, these bills. And we're really looking at things where we feel that they're overreach or they're going to infringe on our citizen, our privacy, or local control in our counties, or perhaps it's promoting a special interest agenda, and it really doesn't solve a problem. And it's really not something that the citizens of Colorado have even thought to go after, but but the special interests are driving it through our capital. So I just want to make that quick point. And I have been a legislative aide, and I've worked at the Office of Economic Development, so that'll help your listeners know that I have experience in understanding the process and how this works, and so now I'm, I'm an advocate, if you will, uh, for citizens. And I'm not being paid, so <laughs> I'm doing this on my own time. So SB uh, 235, why this is a concern for many, uh, Kim, is that I've had Republican and conservative policymakers call me on this bill, as well as former legislators who are now also watchdogs. And they're very concerned about this bill, mainly, Kim, because of the privacy issues. What basically is going to happen is if this bill became a law, is the state is actually forcing voter registration. And what I mean by that is that they're going to take, they're going to have the records from the uh, motor vehicle, which is already happening, but you can opt in at the motor vehicle. This would be the opposite. Motor vehicle would send data uh, to the uh, clerk and recorders. It'll also be coming from health and policy and finance, Medicaid recipients, people who have signed up for, for Medicaid. All of those files will be transferred. The, count, the clerks and recorders staff will review it and make sure that they've got all the data they need in order to create a registration for that individual. And then the the individual will receive a a notice, I believe in the mail, that uh, within 20 days they can either say they're a Democrat, sign up to be a Republican, or they can remain unaffiliated. If they do not get that information back within 20 days, they will be automatically registered, and they will be unaffiliated. 
Okay, and let me just back up just a little bit. The the name of this bill, it says it's a bill concerning the transfer of electronic records by voter registration agencies in order to register voters. And so as you mentioned, when people go in and they, to get uh, their driver's license, mm-hmm. renew their driver's license or get a new one, renewal or correction, or to get an identification card, then all that information, it goes to the Department of Revenue, then the, transfers that to the Secretary of State, right. and then they disseminate that out to all of the uh, county clerks. That's and, right. But, but here's the thing. They do, do, they do offer the ability for you, the citizen, when you're getting your driver's license currently, to also uh, sign up and register to become a registered voter. Right. So that's that. But, but you, the citizen, are choosing to do that. This is usurping that citizenry control, that they are deciding to do it, that they want to do it. And the state now, I'm calling it forced, because they are forcing it, they are controlling it, and they are setting you up. And, and the best analogy I have for this is just let's say the private sector got your records and information, and they decided to sign you up for various programs. So they, they decide to sign you up for a new credit card, and uh, you don't you don't see the notification for whatever reason goes into your junk mailbox and you're automatically signed up Mm -hmm. or amazon signs you up for their prime program and a year later you didn't see the card that you were being signed up and you get a hundred dollar charge for your prime uh program we would never accept nobody in government i know would accept a private entity signing you up for things Unbeknownst to you, not making that that uh, decision to do so, and yet the state of Colorado, through a group um, uh, called America Votes, who's behind these bills and promoting these bills, um, and if your um, listeners just internet search them, America Votes, you can go to uh, influencewatch.org, and when you read what they're all about, they have a specific ideological agenda, and it's very spelled out in who the players are. George Soros and Michael Bloomberg, those two lovely twins, are uh, always uh, trying to infringe on our rights, are two funders of the organization. Uh, I don't know if Pat Stryker still sits on the board, but at the time that this collection of data on them was, was set up, um, the, one of the people that sat on the commission, the Secretary of State's commission, is somebody from um, a guy by the name of uh, Jason Syme, S-I-M-E, who works for uh, America Votes. So, so on the front end, when we look at these infringements of, of the data that's being collected and then we're being opt-in and then we have to decide or, or see the information that we're going to opt out, on the back end is a special interest agenda that is very troubling. You know, okay, and one thing we haven't mentioned, we've just talked about the driver's uh, license side. But yes. if you sign up for Medicaid, yes. you will be automatically um, registered sure. to vote as well. Now, And so, Jan, I just this question just popped in. I haven't researched it out. Do you know what kind of proof 
of citizenship that you have to provide to Medicaid to sign up for Medicaid? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, But some of the things that the clerk and recorders that I've talked to that are very, very concerned about this when you're not opting in, there are, um, if you sign up for a program and there are spousal issues or you have a protection order, there's various things that individuals are dealing with in their lives that, that are unintended consequences, that if all of a sudden that information is sent to an address that is no longer valid because a lot of times the people there, they're saying in Medicaid and some of these other health programs um, aren't often in the same location for, for long, long mm-hmm. periods of time. Mm-hmm. They might be there for six months, seven months, whatever. And um, an abuser or someone that they have a restraining order against could receive this information that's coming in the mail, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that that could potentially alert them to where that individual is. So there, there's just um, there's a lot of privacy issues that we must, as citizens, be concerned with here. Well, and you know, you're you're looking at that on the real individual level, and and how this could be this data collection could be so dangerous for individuals. And, and your point that government would automatically sign you up for something. You know, that is troubling. Now, the right to vote, you know, that is something that is sacred. That is something that is so important to Americans. And, uh, and, and the motor voter registration, that really came from the Cloward and Piven. You know, the two Columbia professors uh, were friends of uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. That was uh, something that Bill really, you know, worked on. Is, and, and so it, it makes people lazy. If you just are automatically registered to vote or if you can just register to vote when you go get your, your driver's license, but you, you don't take the time to know the candidates, you don't take the time to understand what the issues are, but you vote because you think somebody is funny or pretty or, you know, you know whatever the reason is, is you, you, you think that they care about you, uh, that, that is how we got to where we are in Colorado right now. Now, I, and you're, you're looking at the individual, and I looked at this really as the long ball game yeah. as I read this. And um, what we've had going on in Colorado, and you mentioned Pat Stryker, uh, I think Polis was part of the, the four on the blueprint of taking Colorado, which had this great Western individualistic Western spirit of what is Colorado, which I think we still in our minds think that's what Colorado is. But instead, we have what's going on now down at the state house, and that is, um, and they're playing long ball on all this stuff regarding, um, you they know, are. into and the future. Yeah, and there's something else that bothers me. I actually listen to the uh, live. You can listen live at uh, leg.colorado.gov to any committee, anything at all, floor, house, uh, senate proceedings you can listen online and i encourage your listeners to do so i listened to it, this bill was a uh, uh, sb19-235 it's uh, called um it's the official name i keep calling it is um forced voter registration but they have a, an, another clever name uh but they had a hearing and they had the various supporters talking yesterday but here's the rub some of the supporters are actually on the commission, on the Colorado Voter Access and Moderate Elections Commission through the Secretary of State. Do you know that no one mentioned, not a legislator asked, or said 
that they were a part of the commission, they treated them as if they were just off-the-street supporters <laughs> of the bill. Wow. And had I not looked up this body, this commission, I never would have realized that the people that were speaking weren't just normal people off the street. They had an agenda. They've been working on this for however long this commission has been in play. And they did not but disclose that. You had to figure that out. They did not disclose that. I had to figure that out myself. And that, to me, is a problem. I have been listening to these various um, hearings in these various committees, and one thing I have become very clear on, Kim, is that the level of disclosure is not there. It, the tr- it is not open. It is not transparent. And the average citizen listening in is not aware of the number of special interests. Anybody that's sitting on a commission that's through the Secretary of State, would you not agree that that should be disclosed? I totally agree. Jan, let's go to break. Uh, we got to continue this conversation. I don't think we're going to get to 232 because there's more I want to talk about regarding okay. this uh, forced uh, uh, voter registration. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. I'm talking with Jan Cook. She is a, a regular citizen. She is an act- activist, a grassroots activist who cares deeply about our state. You can find her on Get Her Done Right Colorado on Facebook. Um, and we'll be right back. We're going through this uh, Senate bill. 235, the forced voter registration. We'll be right back. Jan, this is going way too quickly, but this is so important. We are talking about uh, Senate Bill 235. I think it was introduced last Thursday. And there's two things here that, uh, as you mentioned, this automatically, automatically registers people. If they uh, get a new driver's license, they make a correction or uh, just their renewal. And it automatically registers anybody that signs up for Medicaid. Okay, automatically. Okay, and yeah, well, automatically meaning the back end. It's a back door. So in the back door is your information is being transferred from one department to another, the county clerks and recorders. They're verifying the information. Then they set up the the registration, the voter registration. Then they do send a notice. And that within 20 days, if you don't say, okay, this is okay, uh, I want to be a Democrat, a Republican, and unaffiliated, or you don't respond and you will be marked as an unaffiliated and you will be registered. Right. Okay. And so it, and that information, it goes from the Department of Revenue, then it goes mm-hmm. to the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. then the Secretary of State disseminates it out to all of the different um, uh, clerk and recorders to all the different counties. Now, that's going to be a big financial and manpower job for each of the county clerks to go through and do all of this. Absolutely. There was a fiscal note. There was somebody, I believe it was out of El Paso, uh, that did some preliminary work. And I and there and it came out, uh, Vicki Marble, uh, Senator Vicki Marble, brought it up at the very tail end of the hearing yesterday and there was something about a million dollars there in that one county. I don't know all the details yet. But I will tell you some of the clerk, uh, clerk and recorders I've talked to said they will absolutely have to increase staff. And they, it, this will add cost. So what I try to say is we have, are you, you're aware, Kim, we have one of the absolute highest voter participation. I think we're number two in the nation. So what this is, this is a bill that is not trying to solve a problem. As a matter of fact, 
it's going to cost us more when we don't have an issue with our voting. It, we, we're, we are an engaged electorate in the state of Colorado. Well, there's two things. As you know, in Colorado, uh, they are registering 16-year-olds to vote the minute they turn 18. So when these 16-year-olds get their driver's license, then, and then instead of them having, having to register to vote or saying, yes, I want to be registered to vote, they're going to be automatically registered and they're going to get that ballot immediately. The other thing, though, is, uh, you know, we know there's, so, there, there's a lot of fraud in Medicaid, right? I mean, yeah. we know there's a lot of fraud. And so automatically uh, registering people to vote that are, are uh, signing up for Medicaid there, I mean, that opens up a big, big possibility for fraud. But I, this, I think, is really, really important. And that is, this is on the second page, Dan. I'm sure you saw this. Mm-hmm. This says, unless a person knows they are in, eligible to vote. That's right. Okay. Intentionally takes voluntary action to become registered. Right there. Okay. So somebody knows they're ineligible. Mm-hmm. Um. But they may not say, they, they may not want to say I'm ineligible to vote. That's correct. But they are not voluntarily taking action to become registered because right. the state is forcing, is already doing that. And so see, there that is, is that caveat is, right there. That, and that, again, it's unbeknownst to the individual. And then the individual may not, pro- probably would never even attempt to do that, right? But the state is putting them in a precarious situation. So that's why I think that the state is also saying they're not going to penalize them, right? Because they're already putting them in. Here's another interesting thing that was said. um, The the Fenberg, Senator Fenberg out of Boulder, what he keeps alluding to is that this is going to clean up our lists. Oh, my gosh. What do you mean this is going to? And they try to talk about the efficiencies this is going to create. Really? Wait a minute. You are arbitrarily transmitting people's data and information. These are potentially new people, uh, potentially former uh, registrants. Who knows? You're cleaning up the list, and that's going to be your saving grace of why we're doing this. It's just ridiculous to even state that. Um, people who are, in, you know, how many people are you really going to capture and clean up the list and make it accurate? I mean, that, that is just chasing, you know, candy wrappers in a, in a parking lot. It's silly. And uh, so these are some of the things they're touting. They're touting that every vote matters, as they always do. And, of course, every vote matters. But every citizen who opts to vote should matter. Well, and a couple of other things, though. And this is yeah. on page three. And it says the Secretary of State shall provide the information to the county clerk and recorder of the county in which the person resides. Upon receipt of a record, the county clerk and recorder shall determine if the record is complete for the purposes of voter registration. Now, just think about the manpower and all that, okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay, if the record is not complete, the county clerk and recorder shall send to the person's address of record. Again, and you're talking about the, many of these people are transient. and mm-hmm. yeah, Okay. Um, by Ford, affordable mail... Uh, notice that the person has not been registered or pre-registered to vote and stating the additional information required to register or pre-register. Yep. If the person provides the additional information, the person is registered or pre-registered to vote effective as the date of the person's application with the Department of Revenue. If the person does not provide the additional information necessary to make his or her application complete 
and accurate within 24 months after the note, <laughs> two years after notification is mailed pursuant to the subsection, the person's registration is canceled. Two yep. years. Two years. I want you to think about how ridiculous that one is. One, you have 20 days to say, to check off whether you're Democrat, Republican, or unaffiliated. Otherwise, you're unaffiliated. But you have two years before <laughs> an inaccurate data is canceled. And if they find that, we're just about out of time, Jim. But from what I read here is if somebody votes and then they figure out that they were ineligible to vote, Mm -hmm. their vote counts in the elections that they voted in. It would just be not not moving forward would they Mm -hmm. get to vote. So what you see here, my friends, is is this is is playing long ball to make sure that uh, the radical progressive activists that have taken over um, politics here in Colorado, that they will be in power forever. That's exactly what this is about. And I find it interesting, Kim, as a legislature, legislator sitting in these committee meetings, I don't know, if I were a legislator, I'd have to call it out for what it is. Uh, maybe there's some sort of protocol there that they just don't feel comfortable doing it. Well, but this is exactly what's going on. It is playing long ball. Jan, we are out of ta- uh, time right now, but let's get you back. Uh, we got to talk about 232 as well. So Jan Cook, uh, grassroots activist, thank you so much.